0: Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you and enjoy. good morning, everyone. Just want to begin by just uh, telling all the families here, uh, good job. I was looking out and just thinking what it must be like to get everyone up and moving and be here by nine o'clock mass. And uh, if the Eucharist wasn't a big enough miracle, that might be another one for you. So uh, really good job. Really appreciate it uh, because preaching to no one would be awkward as well. So thank you very, very much. So uh, today is Good Shepherd Sunday and we hear in the gospel today, Jesus say this, I have come that you might have life. And have it more abundantly. It's the first thing we need to stop right there and realize is coming from the heart of Jesus is not simply an oppressive to-do list or pressures and expectations and standards we'll never meet. It's a desire for life that each one of you by name as a unique person made in the image of God would become fully alive that you'd be able to step into your glory of what you were created for. And the key is this. Jesus has the key. To unlock this in you can't be done through self-reflection alone. It isn't done simply by hard work, but it's found in Jesus' life and love, touching you, speaking to you, working in you. He's not against you and me and our identities. He's actually the one who gave them to us and guarantees that as you draw closer to him, he will reveal it more deeply and you'll be able to taste just how good you are. Even though we make mistakes and sin, we are not bad. We are made in his image. And the more we taste that, the freer we become. We start to share that goodness with others. So he comes at you have life to the full. But one of the things for me in the last few years is just this past week or so, I've been reflecting. I put a to-do list note on my phone. Just What did I learn through the last three years of COVID? So there's a lot of ways to respond to it, of course. But what did I learn? What did I grow in? How did I notice things changing in my life and around me and learned about God, church, people, humanity, myself? And the very first one was this topic of life. And here's what I mean is in English we just use the word life. But in Greek, which is what the scriptures were originally written in, there's several different words to capture what it means when we say human life. It's bios, psyche, and zoe. And in case you weren't like meditating on those this morning, I'll I'll just unpack them for you, okay? So, bios is what we became very focused on during COVID as a country and world. It's biological health. It's what doctors are meant to be experts in. That's why we have a Cleveland Clinic and a UH and a Metro and an Akron Hospital System. They're meant to take care of our biological health. All right, heartbeats. All right, making sure our lungs work well, muscles, bones, etc. And it's really good. Without bios, you don't exist. So it's like it's kind of essential. It's a really good thing and it's a good thing to be healthy. It's a good thing to do what you can to be biologically healthy. But what we found out now and more studies are coming out is that while we put all of our eggs in that one basket there was an increase in what uh, I believe at Stanford called deaths of despair. And deaths of despair are those that happen due to depression, suicide, overdose, anxiety, meaninglessness, isolation, etc. Because there's other kinds of life within us and these are where you get the psyche and zoe. Psyche are psychology, so a good sense of self and the capacity to be mature in relationships, emotions, thought patterns, etc. But zoe is the big one here. Zoe is... For the Greeks was kinda gets translated as spiritual health. But what we really mean by that are phrases like meaning, hope, truth, goodness, love. In a more philosophical setting, they're sometimes called transcendent virtues or transcendent values. These are things that put us in touch with what is infinite, i.e., what helps us relate to God. And if this part of our life, the zoe life, isn't attended to, isn't growing, then to have biological life makes no sense. It becomes meaningless. Despair, hopelessness sets in. But you need both. Here's what. Here's an analogy. If you have a baseball glove at home, it's nice, but it's for playing the game of baseball. If you don't have if you don't play baseball, having a baseball mitt at home is maybe like a very clunky oven mitt, but it's just kind of kind of weird to have around. There's no meaning to it unless it's used in the game. Similarly, biological health is to help us to play the true game of life, the meaningful life, the life that Jesus speaks into. So when he says that I have come that you have life and have it to the full, he's not saying I don't care about your biological life. But what he's trying to let us know is my effect on you won't be six-pack abs and strong biceps. But rather, it's meant to bring into your life truth, goodness, meaning, hope, love. This is the kind of life he's bringing into you so that your whole life could have a direction, namely to the Father. And you would be able to navigate the path that leads there because he is the way. So on Good Shepherd Sunday, with this in the backdrop, I'd like to share a story about two shepherds, two priests in my life that really spoke this to me and taught me this. And then I'm going to give you a little homework assignment. Think about the priests or maybe their parents or maybe their grandparents or uncles or mentors that helped you stumble into, discover, be passionate about Zoe in your own life. So the first one is a priest that comes here on an occasion, but several years ago was here more often, Father Damien Ferens. Father Damien, as a newly ordained priest, was saint to St. Mary in Hudson. At that time, I think I was 19 or 20 years old, helping out with the youth group. I was pursuing a degree in jazz trumpet, and I was uh, doing jazz music, just switching into acting and improv comedy. But through Father Damien's preaching, and then we became friends. He would share books with me, we'd talk about life. I began to realize that there was something more to life than entertainment. I began to realize that there was a depth and meaning to the human heart and human experience, and that Jesus was the one who could reveal it and show me how to live it. I began to recognize, if you will, there was a bigger story that I was a part of than simply play trumpet and entertain people that were a part of this great story known as creation and salvation, and that it was exciting and meaningful and made sense of some of the greatest wounds and pains in my life and why my heart came alive and was full of hope at other moments. I realized life was more than to-do lists meeting teachers' or coaches' expectations, or later on simply fulfilling the to-do list of maybe a spouse or boss or meeting your kids' expectations. That there was a God who was real and madly in love and had beautiful plans for me. He didn't use these words, but the way he lived and preached helped me begin to see that. And so I'm grateful for that shepherd. The second shepherd was a priest named Father Bob McCreary. He's a Capuchin Franciscan. He was, without him, I would have never made it through the seminary. He was a professor in the seminary for over 20 years and he was, uh, he just died this past week in his late 80s in the wake is today in Pittsburgh in, uh, and I'll be going down to it. But to say that he was a mentor for me doesn't really capture it. I don't call almost anyone in my life holy, not because my friends aren't holy, but I just feel like that word is so misunderstood. But he's holy. Father McCreary, we used to joke that he's the man to, to very, whose very presence was healing. You'd go and talk to him. I was just talking to a priest today about it. You'd go and sit in his office and you forgot what you want to talk about because you'd just start crying because you felt so cared about and loved. He had a way of revealing to you that you were really good and that you mattered and that your experience and your thoughts were profound and worthy of being listened to and prayed with he was an amazing mystic and theologian he studied at oxford but all of his brilliance and all of his mysticism was integrated into bestowing upon the person right in front of him the gift of encouragement he was kind of awkward with his encouragement because it was so lavish and ridiculous you'd kind of roll your eyes i went to visit him 6 months ago and Some cognitive issues were kicking in, so he didn't always remember everyone, but I hadn't seen him in a year, but he remembered me. I was very happy about that. We sat and had a cup of coffee, and as we're walking back to his room, he grabbed his walker. He's using his walker, and he stopped. He goes, hey, I remembered my walker. And I go, well, that's really good, Father Bob. He goes, that's because you're a remembering kind of guy. You helped me remember. I was like, okay, whatever. But that's what he would do. He would bend over backwards to make sure you would feel special or affirmed in some way. He used to teach us in the seminary, true greatness is to help other people see they're great. See, this man knew what Zoe was because he learned it from Zoe himself, Jesus. That the spiritual life, holiness, God, Zoe, the meaning of life is revealed through loving others really well not condemning, not criticizing, not reducing, but how do I make a gift of myself to help build them up, to encourage them? Encouragement means to give someone heart. That's to follow Christ. And at times where we need to have a tough conversation with someone, it's not done so that we're right and they're wrong, but so that they can leave this conversation all the more in touch with hope and goodness and joy, realizing they are so loved that they want to become even better. This is what good shepherds do for us. And so on Good Shepherd Sunday, it's important that you take some time to reflect, who brought Zoe into your life? Who brought real life to you? How did they do it? And did you realize at the time it was Jesus? Because he's the only Zoe there is. And his face and his heart is sprinkled through tons of people in our own lives. But when we realize that's what he's bringing to us, what happens on our end is we begin to trust him more and allow him to actually shepherd us and lead us all the way home. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app. Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church, Brecksville St. Basil the Great, pray for us